Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. Hey, ooh, two fans, bro! I forgot to I forgot to tell. I think I told Alejandro through text, but I don't think I told you, Alex. But uh, you know, I spent my whole life in Texas, getting used to Texas weather and whatnot. And for some reason, it made me under the impression that everywhere else is kind of the same to a certain extent. Or you where you go same. up, like you just go up north and it's just like really cold. Like the north you go, the more north you go, the really cold. It just during the cold times it gets really cold, and okay. and so being over here, I realized I'm I was very wrong. Um, that was very, I never said it out loud. <clears throat> it's a bad take on my end, in my head, because. All this week over here, it's been sunny and 75, and it's glorious. I'm like, oh, my God. So yeah. this is the good weather they talk about in other places outside of Texas. Meanwhile, we had 77 today. It wasn't bad. Walked the dog a couple times today. It was nice. Yeah, I was just like, man, this is, this is different. It's just weird. It, it's, it's weird also in which, like, you know, in Texas, you really don't turn the AC down too, too much because, you know, then the electric bill going to be real high at the end of the month. I turn it down and I'm just like feeling bad about it. But then I'm like, I'll turn it down to 70. And on the nest, you know, it tells you outside temperature. It says outside temperature, 72. And I'm just like, oh, I don't feel that bad after all. It, well, you turn that <laughs> AC off. You don't even need to run it. I know, right? Fans. That's all you need to do. Yeah, and then the the low at night was like fifty eight. Oh, that's like, beautiful. I just don't even run the AC. I just leave the windows open and run the fans. I love that. I was just like, so this is what I wonder if this is like what fall weather is actually supposed to be like. Because in Texas, it just it's hot, 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 and then winter comes and it's like breeze, hot, hot, hot. hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do we do have like a couple good weeks coming up like it's probably a good like three four weeks of good weather that are in like late september early october and then once you get in october november it starts to get colder and colder and colder and colder but will, we do have like some good 70s like 60s we- like maybe a month or two probably i will say this is the time of the year in texas because i hated this when I was still in school, this is the time of the year where I remember I would have a morning class and I would have to wear like a long sleeve or a sweatshirt. But then if you're coming out and it's like noon, one o'clock it's fucking burning. You got it. It's shorts and t-shirt. Like that's the one thing I really, that really pissed me off all the time. Cause it's like, all right. So I go into class in the morning. I'm getting out in the afternoon, either cold now and won't be hot later or i could be warm now and fucking sweat my balls off later <laughs> it's like give or take which one do you want today david uh i think i'd rather be warm right now you always choose the right now because it's like you're not thinking about later yeah so you're acclimating well up there you like it so far yeah Are man you- everything it's it's uh it's cool it's chill, both uh, metaphorically and literally. Have you like uh, moved in, like put stuff up on the walls? Like well, she moved in a couple months ago, so she's got to have it set up somewhat, right? Yeah, yeah. Everything's kind of. I just needed to. Once I moved and brought stuff in, I had to like put all my you know clothes away and all the stuff I brought. Put all that away, which I have, and you know I finally got my setup. That's why I've been wanting for a while. It's just like I need I just need my my setup set up. Yeah. <laughs> like really? what's that? I'm 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 chilling. Like I could do whatever you need me to do or whatever, but I just need the setup set up. When the tree fell on the house and my room was 
uh not livable i set my desk up and i slept on the couch that's all i needed which is my desk if i have my desk set up that's all i need my setup set up that's all i, I remember because you're like yeah it kind of destroyed everything but it missed the desk and i was like hell yeah yeah bro Dude, it fell in bit. a way that like it didn't even hit the desk it really destroyed only my dog's bed that was it so i bought a new dog bed that was it <laughs> it was nice <laughs> So she got a nice new bed. I didn't like the bed she had before. An ex bought it for me, and it was ugly, ugly, ugly. I don't even know why I kept it for so long, but that's just pure laziness. And Willow loved it. Whenever she would get excited, she'd like carry it around. So I, I couldn't stop her from doing that. You know, it's that's true love when you're carrying around that bed and tripping on it. <laughs> that that is true. I remember uh, Bella's bed we had for a long time, and once Tilly came into the picture. Tilly would slowly but surely just rip it up. Just oh, God. keep ripping it up. Keep ripping it up to the point where like we got another one like it. Very similar. Bella loved it as well. Tilly slowly but surely ripped it up, ripped it up. And we're just she like, jealous? She just, at that point, she was just chewing on everything. Anything she could get her mouth on, she was freaking chewing and to a certain extent, Mia, Mia and I were like, well, better the beds than, I don't know, one time she chewed up like the door stuff. So it's like better the bed than like something actually worth something. That's true. Um, but eventually Mia had ended up getting this bed that they have right now that it's totally different from the ones I have ever bought Bella because Bella likes a certain type of bed. And I know she does. It's different, but Mia bought it specifically because Tilly can't rip through it. Mm. So far, Tilly has not attempted at all to rip through it. It took Bella a while, a long while, but finally, you know, catch her now and then. If, you know, you're kind of idle, she'll go in the bed and lay down in the bed and whatnot. And I'm just like, yay. Makes you happy. Dog. Makes you happy as a dog parent. Bro, as a cat dad, yeah, because I'm a cat dad now. I've been struggling and battling the psyche of that type of animal. The feline animal does not make sense to me. I, I haven't un quite understood it yet. I'm having an issue right now where the cat, and I think I figured it out, but the cat will climb into my laundry bin and piss on my clothes, right? Like that is a serious issue because. The cat, the cat piss has ammonia in it, so it reeks. If you've ever, if you've ever like smelled smelling salts or like any of that stuff, or they do that stuff in the gym, I've tried it a couple times. Woo! Like hit you like crazy, like the blood rush into your head. This type of ammonia smells like cat piss. It is horrible, horrible. I was gonna say dog shit, but that kind of felt counterproductive or counterintuitive there. So. But I've discovered that it's because his shit box needs to be cleaned, like deep cleaned. Like I have to empty all of the litter and wipe it down and then replace it with brand new litter because otherwise he will find other options to piss on. Because I've had this cat for two months now, and this is just like a this week issue. So finally i like took the lid off the damn thing and i, I cleaned it and wiped it down I, hopefully it'll do the trick but man like hunting down where that cat is pissing is like i'm walking around trying to smell wherever it is and it's it's miserable so i'm still under trying to understand the feline psyche if feline psyche psyche and uh failing at it miserably so We'll see. We'll see. I'll keep you updated on the cat updates. He's a good guy. Good guy. You know, every, every, I tell everybody an animal you get, they usually have one quirk, right? Like at least both of my, both of my animals, I consider myself two for two, but they have Willow has her quirk. Hobbs has his quirk. Like you just got to work through that quirk and you got to, once you work through it, they're perfect animals. Sometimes you get dealt a bad hand. They have a couple quirks or too many quirks. That's when you, you know, you gotta be a nicer human. I won't say what I would do, but you'd be a nicer human. <laughs> you know, uh, who's trying to get a handle on things and figure out the quirks? Nathaniel Hackett. 
Bro, head coach, man, head, coach, head coach of the Denver Broncos. And uh, before I rip one on this man, I just want everybody to know what did I say last? What did I say last podcast? It was like always, betting against the fade or something. Always fade the public. Fade always, the public. always, always. always. What more can I say? Honestly, I'm a little upset. I didn't take the Seahawks to win, but I'll take it. I'll is, take that is, money. Is fade? Does that mean like bet against? Is that like is that yeah, just go, a slang term? Okay. Yeah, go against. So so you could be like, hey, I got the the Chargers winning tonight. I'm like, eh, I'm gonna fade. So it, it's either it's either I mean it could mean one of two things. Either I'm just not gonna bet with you. Or I'm going to go for Kansas City. Okay. That's one or the other. Um, but I always, I always fade the public because there's been too many times where even before I knew the public was going this way, I would bet a certain way and then realize the public was going that way. And I'm like, hmm. You know, naive me was like, hmm. Looks like I know what I'm doing because everybody else is on this bandwagon. Psych. Hmm. Psych. I end up losing. Um, so that's, that's one of my, that's like my number one rule in gambling is, uh, fade the public. If I get any kind of notification about, oh, people are riding the Broncos minus six and a half. I know to go the other way. And so, um, that leads to Monday night football Broncos versus, uh, the Seahawks, which my opinion was a pretty good entertaining game. Um, yeah, I would say so. I, I never rooted for the Seahawks so hard. I'm not going to lie. I Are never... you, let me ask you this. Sorry to interrupt you. Were you surprised that they booed Russell Wilson when he came back? Were you surprised? Yes. I was pretty surprised too, honestly. But, I mean... I feel like he didn't I, do anything wrong on the exit. Like He, he really didn't, didn't. Like, it was not a James Harden situation. Like, he didn't really kind of give a them the finger like it was kind of a mutual it was like a mutual thing like yo like we're paying you too much money bro and like you gotta go it's kind of time for to flip over a little bit um he was like yeah by the grace of god i think it's my time to go if it's time to go it's time to go i serve the man the lord himself broncos nation (laughs) let's ride broncos nation (laughs) let's ride i dude i love the means bronco bronco nation let's die (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um yeah i never rooted for the seahawks so hard honestly uh it was kind of funny because um eddie is a big seahawks fan always been a big seahawks fan it was like the first time i feel like i was like "Ooh, i got a big seahawks fan to to cheer with and i'm like we're just texting back and forth and it's funny though how he it's funny how when you're like a fan of a certain team and you watch all their shit how much you know because he literally predicted Every he's like when Broncos were on offense, he's like, watch Russ is gonna do X Y Z. Watch, watch Russ stall out this drive. Watch, he's like, I've seen it for too many years, man. Like I've seen, I know Russ by the T, and it was just funny, like seeing that. And I was just like, man, if only I knew that much about every single team and every single sport, maybe I'll gamble better. But it's <laughs> only so much I could retain. But um. Honestly, uh, Geno Smith, credit to him. Credit to Geno Smith for playing, playing, uh, playing wild. It was funny. Uh, after we got off last, one, last podcast, there was a few more undrafted uh, fantasy touchdowns. <laughs> what were you saying? Like, if you're, if you're undrafted. Yeah, if, you're you not, if you weren't drafted, you shouldn't be allowed on the field. <laughs> the cutoff is 29, 29%, bro. If you're not above 29%. You're not deserving of being on the field. Sorry, if you're talking about, oh, you know, you don't get the opportunity to improve, improve in practice, and then I'll see you on the field. That's what I need, bro. 30% and up. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I saw some more of those guys getting some touchdowns, and I was like laughing to myself because all I could think about was you saying 29% or more. <laughs> 29%, bro. Nobody gives a shit about them. Come on. Um. But yeah, man, great. Everybody kept talking about a revenge, a revenge game for Russ. Do they not know Russell Wilson, bro? Like, does that man look like he has any bit of vengeance in his blood? Like, 
That man is like, let's ride. Let's ride. Bro, that man, that like, man does not have a bit of vengeance in his in his body. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like everybody's saying it's a revenge game for Russ. No, it's a revenge game for the Seahawks. Yeah, it is. It is. It, for the Seahawks, my friends, and it's it's it was crazy, man. It um Seahawks played their asses off, which was expected. Offense for the Broncos. To a certain extent, we should have saw that coming. It was very it wasn't cohesive. They're not all yeah. together yet. Um, I was mad that missed, uh, missed routes. Definitely. Like I saw court Russ is not on the same page as all the receivers yet. Like you, you could see that on some of the routes run and the balls thrown. It just, they weren't in sync on some of the drives, I should say. So th- this is peak gambling right here. Okay. I'm going to tell y'all right now. Y'all remember Melvin Gordon fumbling on the goal line. And then Javante Williams fumbling on the goal line. That is the kind of shit that happens in gambling. When everybody is on one side or some shit, those are two, that's 14 points left off the board right there. Easy 14 points. They're on the goal line. Two fumbles. I laughed. I laughed so hard because that's usually what happens to me when I'm like for a team or something like that. But ultimately, two humongous fuck-ups. I was hoping the Javante Williams fumble would propel me to a fantasy week one victory in the gridiron, but it, I, it did not. He got a few more points after that, so I lost by like two or three points. Killed me a little bit, but, you know, got to regroup. Let's ride. Let's ride. But... The biggest thing was the last two minutes, specifically the last minute. It, it was kind of funny because I was watching it. I, it was one of those where you're standing in front of the TV because it's, I believe, 17-16 at that point. And obviously, I'm very invested because I had bet Seahawks plus six. So if they score a touchdown, you know, it kind of throws my shin to shambles. If anything, I was okay with the field goal because I would still win my bet. Mm. So I'm very invested standing in front of the TV. We're talking about standing in front of the TV moments now. And so I'm watching the Peyton and Eli. With Shannon Sharp, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was I mean, you couldn't have wrote a better script than that. Like wow. Shannon Sharp coming in right there in <laughs> that moment. But um, I, I, I was flabbergasted. To say the least, I, I was very confused. I thought, I thought I must have missed the whistle, or the game clock kept accidentally. You know, when it accidentally ticks down, it keeps going, and they're like reset the game clock to one minute. Yeah, I thought that's what was going on. You know, it was fourth and five. I'm like, okay, uh, they're probably gonna rush up to the line. You know, me, NFL IQ right here. Rush up to the line, try to draw them off size, do a fake, fake, fake. Maybe once or twice. If it doesn't work, okay, cool. Call timeout. We're going for it. Let's ride. It's fourth and five. Yeah. And I don't know what yard line they were on. Um, 46. But definitely, it definitely wasn't. I, I knew it wasn't like field goal time yet. I was like, no, you got it. My thought was like, they got to get this first down. Or it's game over. Yeah. So what do these fools do? <laughs> Freaking just the clock just keeps running down, running down. And it's funny because you see Peyton just like yeah. so confused, like timeout. Timeout. Where's the timeout? And I'm there like, yeah, Peyton, where's the timeout at? Yo, do I need a hey timeout? Timeout. But I'm like at the same time, I'm like, fuck it, let the clock roll down. And the clock kept rolling and rolling. I'm like, what is going on around here? Finally, the, the play clock was running down. They call timeout. The field goal kicker's coming. I just hear the field goal kicker come, is coming on. I'm like, oh my God, these dudes are idiots. This Hackett guy is an idiot. What are you doing? 64-yard field goal? A 64-yard field goal? You got to be kidding me. 
I think the NFL record sixty five. Like, don't get me wrong. He he kicked the shit out of it. Oh yeah, he had the like, <laughs> He had my butthole perk- puckered up for like <laughs> for a couple of seconds. But still, a sixty-four yard field goal. It's like it's it's one of those like you can't even get mad. You can't like if you're the kicker, you just kind of like shit. I did my best. I don't know what this motherfucker was thinking, putting me out there for sixty-four yards. <laughs> he had the distance. He just in the first one before they iced him. I mean, he. He had the distance, too. He just missed it. And, like, so I'm not... Let me ask you this. If he makes that field goal, are we still sitting here saying, why didn't you go for it? Or is it like, wow, what a genius play? I I believe so. No, it's not. Nowhere, no. No, no matter what happened. He could have cleared that from 70 yards. Acceptable. Acceptable. I I still don't think so. It's just you kind of... You can write it off as we got the win. Yeah. We'll learn from it. But I still think people would have been like, eh, a little sus, cuz you a little sus, cuz who, who the fuck does that? Who the fuck does that? That's why I need to know who does that. I mean, I was so confused at the end of yeah. that game. Very confused until Payne and Eli were like, Oh, he's sending out the kicker. I was like, oh my God, did this dude really just do this as if they were on like the 20 yard line or something? Like he has a, he's just winding the clog down for a little pooch kick. But I I don't know what to make of it except for he's a rookie head coach. Your offense isn't really working the way it should be working, or at least the way it will be working in a couple games. And once they get that cohesion going, it's not an excuse to say go, you know, kick the field goal on the four on, on your own forty six. You know that's not that's not what you do. Um, you you paid the man two hundred fifty million dollars. Hand him the fucking football and get him across the line. That's what you do. I think it's pretty simple. I don't understand why it needs to be any more complex than that. Why there needs to be any more argument about oh, you know, if it, if it was sixty or if the time management. It doesn't matter about the time or anything like that. It was really bizarre. They let it run all the way down. Because it just gave you the clear indication that, yeah, we're just going to kick and try and see what happens. It was really bizarre there. But you paid the man $250 million. Hand him the fucking football. This is what you paid him for. Clutch moments at the end of games, fourth down, got to go five yards. That's why you pay him that extra. That's why you pay him that money. I think the thing is, in the moment, like nobody nobody realized, like, why, is, why are they not calling timeout? They have three, ti- they have three timeouts. They have three timeouts. The clock's just winding down, winding down. And I'm just like, what is It's just mass confusion because nobody's thinking, yeah. oh, he's winding down the clock for a field goal because he's like, dude, you're on your side of the 46. Yeah. No one's thinking about a field goal. And <laughs> lo and behold, this man said, hey, trot the kicker out. And I bet the kicker was like, if I was a kicker, I would have been pissed. I would have been like, man, you send me up for, for failure, dude. Everybody going to look at me like, man, this dude suck. <laughs> but like you said, $250 million, man. If Russ can't get you five yards in that situation, I mean, you just deserve to lose. Don't, yeah. let, don't let the kicker bail him out. I mean, you, we, we could talk about any of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league. In that moment, you hand you put the ball in their hands and you expect them to make a play. Like Russ is, I think we could all agree, more than likely a top ten quarterback in this league. So if there's an argument there, top twelve, top 15, whatever you want to say, he, he's one of the better quarterbacks. You hand him the ball, he can get the five yards. It's what he gets paid to do. So I'm interested next week with them playing the Texans. If they'll recover from that, if they lose the Texans and the Seahawks, pull, oh, 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 that's a rough, rough start. I don't know if they come back from that one. Yeah. Did y'all think it was weird that that Russ wasn't asking to go for it? Because I mean, we we've all seen the the clip of Lamar like, no, let's fucking go for it. And you know, Harvard like, all right, you want to go for it? Let's go for it. He had a blank stare in his face, and he didn't even. It seemed like he didn't even want to go for it. I think it's a new organization thing, right? Like, I think you you build that level of trust and like 
cohesion with the coach as well. And I think he Russ is also, I feel like not I don't know. Like that's a good question. Now that I think about it, like I don't know. Maybe he should have hey, pushed. He he said he said by the grace of God, he sent a sign for us to go for the field goal instead of on fourth and five. You know, no. it wasn't it wasn't meant for us that day, but you know, the good Lord above me, I, I'm so happy to to be here to be in this. Bro, position. you're mocking so him, but blessed. I like his attitude. Like I'm glad he has a good attitude, and he's not some dirtbag that's like you know shitting he's on just, people in the he's media. Just, he's just funny because it's like he's not even. It's like he's literally a a bot. Like he's not a real person. <laughs> so like there's people where they're like that, where they're like, oh, you know, I just want to give it up to God, but they they still seem like people. Like Manti Teo, he still you know has a person to him there's personality to him russ is just like a robot and some of the stuff he does too like literally the clips they show of what he does it's kind of odd to say the least it doesn't answer the fact that he didn't want to go for it man you, you think he's gonna go argue with anybody yeah dude they, you you gotta lead the ride, bro. He's he's supposed to be head stallion of that bitch, bro. He got to be like, hey, let's go, let's go. Fuck, I, I got this shit. He's I got confidence in my receivers. I mean, granted, his kicker he got some fucking leg, bro. That dude got a canyon. He yeah, almost he, made it. Look, we we can't. He he had the leg for it. But nah, that's 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 the time where hey, no coach, you know what? Let's go for it. That's that's the that's one of those things you you do in practice, bro. Like hey. We need a five-yard play. This is our go-to five-yard play. Let's go for it. Come on, coach. We got this. There was none of that shit on the field, bro. He just had a blank stare on his face. Pete Carroll was over there like, yes, good job. So what do you, like, yeah, what do you take from that, though? Do you take, like, like what what's kind of your reaction to him having a blank stare? See, I, there was a great take about, like, if you're a defensive player and you're going back to, like, that home game, revenge game, you play with that dog instinct of just like that anger, like fuck yeah, like you know, I'm I'm going out yeah. to destroy. But since it's more of like of a like skill play, now it's you can't you can't play with the same like dog mentality like Baker Mayfield. Baker, like you could tell he was kind of making some mistakes. You know, it's a little bit different. You know, you, you can't just go out and hit as hard as you can. Like, no, you gotta you gotta control yourself. And yeah. I feel maybe maybe his emotions were a little bit out of whack, you know, because I mean Tom Brady goes back to New England and fucking cheer for him. Peyton Manning goes to Indy, they cheer for him. Russell Wilson, you know, goes back and gets booed, bro. Like, hey, bro, Eli, Eli reminded us that it's different. He was cut. Peyton was cut. <laughs> I mean, That's... you still cheer for him. It, no, I just thought that was fucking It was hilarious. really bizarre. Like, maybe it's something Eddie could shine a light on for you, David, or, you know, if we could do some research on that. It might take a minute, though, to to catch up i don't want you to look that up but if there was something like that was a catalyst for the booze that would be interesting because i would it was shocking to me i mean it's it's not as shocking as the dallas cowboys throwing trash on dak prescott as he's leaving for the injury (laughs) but like kind of the same vein where it's like i didn't really expect that like i didn't expect you know russ to get booed in Seattle, I mean, how long was he there? 11 years, was it? I mean, I, I'm not sure exactly how many years, but it felt like it's, I feel like it's nine at least, right? Like, fact check me on that. I think it's probably at least nine, maybe. Maybe he's a little, maybe I'm over exaggerating. But yeah, the Broncos in the AFC West, man, if they lose next week, hell, with this loss, I mean, they're, they're struggling. I mean, good luck to them. That's, uh, this, this seemed like a layup game for Russ. Um, and they just weren't on the same page. Uh, my, ta- my, my takeaway is they'll be much better in the second half of the season. Much better. This this is not the the Broncos that we will know. Um, I do want to say, bar of the year goes to Geno oh, Smith. Oh yeah, thank you. I forgot about that. Geno Smith. I think what do you, what do you say? They they tried to write me off, but I didn't write back. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Man, I wonder if they like you know. He, you say something like that, and he just walks away like, "Oh shit, that was badass! Hell yeah, bro!" Like giving yourself some kudos, like, "Hell so, yeah, you just sat down national TV, bro." I saw a uh, comment on Instagram on that clip, and uh, somebody said it came from Soldier Boy. So look that up to see if Soldier Boy really said that, because 
I would not be surprised if that was ripped from some rapper, some some something, some song. Because that that I don't want to take credit away from Gino for coming up with that, but that was so clever that somebody had to have said it before. Now whether he referenced that or he came up with it on on the fly, like so clever. And then uh, we're gonna get a uh, what's his face, Soldier Boy, on the Breakfast Club, bro. That's my bar. Line for line, he stole that from me. <laughs> Bro, that's right. Soldier Boy would take anything nowadays for clout. Uh, but yeah, it was a good game. I enjoyed it. Good opening Monday night. Um, you know, I definitely watched the Manning cast over the Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, right? I thought that was kind of... I'm just not a big Joe Buck guy. Just not. And now, and now the Manning cast is... They've got like a season or two. I don't know if this is their third season, but... Is it their third or is it their second? Their second, I yeah. Think third. Well, you can look that up. We'll we'll go with second. I think it's their second. It might have started two years ago, like in the middle of the season or something like that. But they've got the point is they've got experience under their belt. It's much more entertaining. Uh, and yeah, I, I definitely enjoy the banter between the two brothers. I enjoyed the comment that Peyton made about something to Eli, where he said, "You know, you can you can make this comment." if you promise me not to make fun of my forehead for the rest of the season. And Eli was like, I can't promise. I was like, I love this. This is the brother banter that we sign up for. And it's, and it's all there. <laughs> and then you get, you get guests. The guests they get on is perfect too. You know, um, uh, who's it? Mick, Mick, Mikhail, Joel Mikhail was the one I saw. And then, uh, obviously Shannon Sharp forgot who was on there. Oh, Saquon was on there earlier. So that was good. Um, not to quickly like side sidebar transition, but whatever happened to uh, Micah Parsons Tuesdays on undisputed. Oh, you know, unprecedented access and, and whatever it was. (laughs) Oh, did, is there news? Did not, was it not going to apparently, apparently they tried to, they were contacting him and Michael Parsons didn't answer or respond or anything. Oh, and, so, shit. and so, yeah, I don't know. They're probably going to play it off. Like, Oh no, it wasn't supposed to start until next week or some BS like that. Well, what they're trying to do is Pat McAfee, dude. I, I, I just have a total man crush on Pat McAfee. I think he's just the best. Like I, I, I watch his stuff all the time. I think he's just one of the best sports commentators or sports, whatever color people, whatever you want to call them, whatever his role is um, out there, dude, his energy level, what he brings to the table. And the fact that he started that Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays this is the third season. They're doing that. Like, obviously the undisputed is clearly trying to take note from them because his numbers go through the roof when Aaron Rodgers is on there. Like, cause they show all the people that are viewing it. And quite honestly, dude, I'm kind of done watching Undisputed. They took first things first off in the morning and they moved it to the afternoon. They've got something called the Carton Show or something like that. Now they've got Undisputed. I don't know what it is with these mainstream networks, man, but they have to like shake things up every once in a while and it just ruins it. It really just does. I think Russ was there nine seasons, but Shannon Sharp was really upset about it because they went out of their way and they put recording equipment in his house. So he, he legit had like no issue. And Shannon was like, he could have shown a little bit more class, at least give him a heads up. But he legit was just like, no show. Like he didn't, no heads up, no nothing. But just fucked up, you know? That is Wait, fucked did, up. Did uh, Shannon tweet about it or put a, did they put a video out or something like that? Uh, it was on this article. Let me see if he tweeted about it. Shannon, Shannon tweets a lot. So pretty transparent. On, <laughs> pretty transparent. On Twitter. I ain't with that bull job, that bull job, you know. But yeah, that's funny I, I, that he didn't show. I mean, typical of a Cowboys player. Not he doesn't just doesn't show up. You know, that's what they do. I bet, I bet if uh, they would have, if the Cowboys would have won, he would have showed up. Is that how it's gonna be? Yeah, I and feel I'll, like that environment though. Like the way they talk to each other on those shows, like that and first take. I would never want to be a guest on there. That's why, again, I harp on that Pat McAfee. Like, it is so friendly on that show, and they do not grill their guests. Like, they, they'll they sit there and just talk to them, and 
get a good idea. Like it's very, very lax. And I enjoy that. And I think the guests enjoy that too. So I wouldn't be surprised if people are less enticed to go on or less incentivized to go on these debate shows because they're going to get fucking grilled and they well, don't want to. I mean, what um, Undisputed has going for them is that one, Shannon's a former player. So there's, you know, he's not, there's lines he's not going to cross just because being a former player, he's not going to do that. Two, Skip is obviously cowboy fever, cowboy fan forever. So he won't ever really put Micah in a position where he will be exposed or something yeah. like that. So I kind of felt like that's why that kind of matched up perfectly. The only thing I saw a problem with is that Micah's in his second year. Like, why is he doing this in his second? Shouldn't he be focused on other things as a second year player? I mean, Aaron Rodgers is like, it's Aaron Rodgers. What more? Like, he's he's played through it all, done done it he's all. A like, God. He's what, just a what, God. <laughs> like, what else does he need to do on Tuesday afternoons? Like, he's he's he doesn't need to study anymore. He's seen it all. He knows it all. It's like telling Tom Brady he needs to study more. Like, dude, he has a PhD in freaking three four defense and single high <laughs> safety. <laughs> like. <laughs> So it's kind of weird that Michael Parsons being a second year player is like, shouldn't you be in the, you know, study room, looking over film, something like that. So I was kind of curious as to uh, if one, if they're going to continue it or if they're just like, we're not going to do this anymore. Like, that's it. I feel like they got it. They got to continue it, right? Like they hyped it up enough. And I think, you know, if they try and continue and it doesn't work, at least leave the door open for another possible like guest because they're trying to mimic what McAfee's doing or what the other shows are doing because it is like their show has gotten boring, dude. Like it has just gotten boring. They don't, they just talk about the same shit every single day. And I feel like they have to know that by now, but it's always Tom Brady, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook. And I know how it goes, man. Like, Look, they've talked about it on ESPN before. I've heard, you know, through the radio shows a while back. They come into the office. There's a board, and it's a priority board of who we're talking about today. And there's always LeBron James, Tom Brady, the Dallas Cowboys. Those are always on that list. And so they attack that list, and that's what people are interested in. And I get it, but it just gets boring, man, when you recycle the same stuff. I mean, for these guys, you don't come up with something new every day. Like, your opinion stays relatively the same most days, regardless of what happens with the player. Like, you know, they'll talk about breaking news, but, I mean, does that really truly change your opinion on a player if something happens, you know, as long as it's not completely drastic, you know, like domestic violence or something like that? And then, yeah. like, the substance is also, like, way different whenever they do have guests. Like how they how they kind of like talk to them like whenever they're going like against like kind of being not really conflicting but kind of like being uh kind of judgmental like what they've been doing it's way different like when Pat McAfee does it when Pat McAfee he's like straight up about it like like he had a uh, Jordan uh the the Bill safety and he was just hey bud you know we had we were going for the Rams you know we we really like y'all for the Super Bowl but we were going for the Rams and like just that transparency is just kind of oh like, yeah and it's like. You could tell, like, he doesn't receive it like, oh, fuck you. Like, you know, you're going against me in any way. He's just like, oh, no, okay. Like, and it's just that it's way different. And just having that atmosphere, it, you get way more out of it. They're so more transparent. They break down a lot of the stuff he talks about. Dude, he gets people on there. Like, Aaron Rodgers breaks down so much. And it's not like he's not critical of him. Like, he'll tell him, like, hey, buddy, you know, you had a bad game. Hey, you had a bad throw here, bad read here. Like, what happened? Like, and Aaron Rodgers isn't like just giving him like a wishy washer Bill Belichick answer. You know, he breaks it down and like you, you don't get that from like any like ESPN show and that. It's way oh, different. It's because the environment, the vibes are different, right? Oh, like, yeah. I mean, they have so many good guests. I mean, Kirk Herbstreet's one of the ones they had a couple of weeks ago. I love listening to Kirk Herbstreet. For fuck's sake, he is. I, I don't know whose contract he has, if it's ESPN, ABC, or all of the above. But you will never see him on first take or any of those debate shows because he doesn't want to go on there. But he'll make time for Pat McAfee 
Joel Klatt will make time for Pat McAfee. Aaron Rodgers makes time for Pat McAfee. All these people make time for the guests or for the show that is actually positive and actually makes them feel better, bro. Did like, you, Did you see Rex Ryan? No, I didn't. Rex Ryan was funny. He was like, uh, when you when you got a four and five and two hundred dollar quarterback, you go for it. You got Russell Wilson. You don't got Mark Sanchez out there. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's like no. you can't joke around like that on like Skip and Shannon. No, it's just there's a there's a looseness to it and there's a, a vibe to it that I think we're starting to see kind of the fading because I can't even watch first take anymore, man. Like I I just I I actually tried last week to watch it just about every day I, like i put it on be like okay, i'll watch it for like 20 minutes and see what i can do i made it probably over under set each day average of like eight nine minutes into a segment before i just like man this is just stupid like this is just bad i'd rather watch cnn or fox news or somebody else argue about something stupid that doesn't really matter i'd rather watch that than sit here and watch these people debate over whether or not Bob Cousy was better than Bill Russell 80 years ago. Like, it's just crazy. So, yeah, I didn't know, though, that Micah, you know, uh, uh, gave the Irish goodbye, I guess, or never even showed up. So, <laughs> I yeah, didn't, I, I didn't was, know that. I was kind of, uh, you know, I think, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. I actually, I was doing some stuff and I decided, let me just put on some Undisputed just to have it on in the background. And I was like, Wait a minute. Today's Tuesday, isn't it? What's his face supposed to be on here? I don't see this fool. And I was just like, oh, whatever. And then I re-saw it. I saw it, them talking about it on Twitter. And that's when I was like, oh, shit, where it said he didn't show up and they couldn't get a hold of him and whatnot. And I was like, dog, damn. That's some, that's some shit right there. But, I mean, it it all goes back to... I mean, Draymond Green kind of said it best when he says, the new media. Pat McAfee, that's the new media. Um, you know, if you go on the basketball side, J.J. Redick, even Draymond Green himself, that's the new media. Nobody is really watching First Take Undisputed anymore. All those shows, Colin Coward, no one's really... That's starting to become like a... Okay, Grandpa. Like, yeah, AM radio. That's what that is. It's essentially, yeah. If anything, you probably it's probably more interesting stuff on AM radio because at least like, like if you go if you're in Houston, you know, six ten radio. You know, you got T Mill, T Mill Radio, and and those guys on there. And you know, there's quality stuff being said. Well, listen to this. The the take here. Sorry to interrupt you, but the take here is that AM radio has to be interesting because. They're not retaining the audience, the, the the volume of people that these primetime morning you know debate shows are. So these these morning debate shows, they don't have to be interesting, dude. Like they got the prime slot, they've got the name, and they've been sitting like getting fat with this this sort of ego about oh people will watch our shows. We have the number one rating, yada yada. Little do they know, they're competing against other cable networks. When people are just going fucking online and watching stuff like Pat McAfee or JJ Reddick or whatever else, like nobody's tuning in at 9 a.m. or whatever to Undisputed and First Take and all oh, we have number one. Like they've become fat with this, this, this level of like hubris, this belief that they have that they're the best. And so they don't have to be interesting anymore. The AM radio shows they're forced to because people aren't, it's not a guarantee that people are going to listen to you every day. <laughs> Honestly, you you just mentioned earlier how they always these uh, networks feel like they have to change everything up so much and whatnot. I think it's because they're realizing like people aren't we're not getting those viewers, we're not getting those listeners or whatever. We're we're not attracting that same audience volume that we were maybe five years ago, and I think it has a lot to do with the Pat McAfee's of the world. Um, podcasts. There's just, there's a plethora of people you can now go listen to instead of having to either, you know, on your car ride, listen to AM. And then when you get to work, they have first take on the TV or whatever. Like now there's a plethora of options that, you know, not everybody wants to listen 
and hear about the Cowboys every, every Monday. Day, dude, every day. Like, if anything, I, I would give first take at least credit. During basketball season, they were kind of interesting. Kind of, but when I look back at it, it's because of J.J. Redick. It's because of Kendrick Perkins. It's because of the personalities they have that accompany Stephen A. Smith. It's not really because of Stephen A. Smith or first take. And I mean, those guys, they embody the uh, culture of basketball because they played. They're players. Just like Pat McAfee embodies the culture of football. Like, And the thing is, y- y'all hit it right on with these, the Kirk Herbstreets of the world, the Aaron Rodgers of the world. They rather go on these shows where they know, like, I'm going with this guy. It's cool. It's all it is is just like they're cool people. It's a different vibe. It's a better vibe. Yeah, it's kind of like it's just like these are cool people. No matter what, they're cool. They keep it. They keep it a buck. They do. Like I got, I got, I got nothing. It's kind of. It's like is LeBron James ever gonna go on Undisputed and Hell no. Hell no. Never, never. Kevin Durant ever can go on first take? <laughs> I think he did actually one time, but they had, uh, the, Pat, they had the Pat Bev little deal where he went around yeah. on first. I mean, they'll, they'll get occasional guys, but let me ask you this. This is kind of interesting and in the business world going on. So the shareholders for Twitter actually approved Elon Musk's uh, takeover offer. Now there's still some stipulations on that and i won't get into it because i honestly don't know you know enough about it to speak on it um but it was approved by the twitter shareholders so it makes you wonder okay with the bots that you have issues with on twitter that i think people are neglecting or refusing to acknowledge at least at the shareholder level it makes you wonder these people at espn or fox sports undisputed first take Like they're now making these adjustments, but we've had this opinion of these networks or of these shows for a while now. I wonder if Twitter was to be utilized effectively like it should have been if we would get higher quality shows because the feedback would be better. You would actually get real live people feedback on the shows or if it would be horrendous because imagine people getting on there and just, you know, 100,000 people shitting on like Stephen A. Smith or Molly or Shannon Sharp or Skip and like the networks take that in like that might be too much negativity but at the same time it could be beneficial what do you think that's a way to connect with your audience and if you remove the bots like you actually have insight rather than ratings like I feel like they believe so much in ratings but you have real feedback from your audience what do you think I don't know. It's just it's ratings. Um, the thing with the ratings is that that's how they can charge for their advertisements. That's how they make their money. That's ultimately how they make the bread and butter. So, I mean, at this point, it's not really that's that's the thing. It's 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 uh, it's ran by money. Networks are ran by money. Yeah. And if they were able to make get the most amount of viewers and be able to charge the most amount for commercial ads. If somebody just went on there, if Stephen A just went on there for two hours saying, stay off the weed, they would do it. Yeah, they don't they care would. about, they don't care about the quality. They just care about, Oh, we got a hundred million viewers every day. Cool. We're good. Just get yeah. them on there Monday through Friday, two hours, stay off the weed. Whereas you go on the other side of it, the, the quote unquote new media, it's they're actually it, it's about the quality like yeah. you're actually trying to get put good product out there sliced apples i mean shit last time i checked we ain't living in no mansion ain't got no 10 figure salaries so i mean we're just trying to put some good quality out to a couple microphones and a couple buddies just meeting twice a week so yeah we are. i mean it, it's just about the quality you know what i mean and that's uh, i think that's the total difference i mean and there's nothing you could really change about that. There's, there's really, that's just the direction it's going in. Um, well, what's amazing about it is in, in the business world, they teach you that if you don't innovate, you die. 
like Blockbuster, right? Like Blockbuster, obviously, brick and mortar, Netflix came along. Blackberry to iPhone, you know, Borders or Toys R Us to Amazon, like these examples. ESPN looking at just purely the ratings, it's the opposite viewpoint of that is like, okay, we're good. Like, you know, we're going to sit here and get fat with the riches because we feel good about our product because our ratings are up and we're not going to innovate. In fact, we're just going to wait until people stop watching and then innovate and people stick to it. It it really shows you how much power that ESPN has over the sports world. Because could you imagine a world without ESPN? Like ESPN is sports news. That is what they are. It's not Fox Sports. It's not whatever else you want to throw in there. It is ESPN. That is always, I feel like, always going to be sports news. Always the same. It's the same. They're too big to slaughter. I mean, that's what it comes down to. They are too big. And, you know, even if you were able to take down First Take and whatever other programs they have, I mean, ultimately, they're making their money. They have... Monday night football, they have college football, like all those contracts, that's money in the bank. Oh, yeah. Like, and that's never going to go away because people, I mean, ESPN, people want to watch football, basketball. They want to watch sports on ESPN. So, I mean, that, that, that's also a reason why I think things won't change because it's just too big to fall. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's it's been my complaint, honestly, for a while for the networks, too. Um, I, I feel like, uh, honestly, the sport that really started it was, I mean, MMA. MMA was the first one where, just because of how small the community started out as, like, it, it was, the fighters were the one ones having the podcast and, you know, the commentators. I mean, DC... Michael Bisping, they're all former. Everybody that works on these UFC broadcasts anywhere, most of them are f- former fighters. Like, and that's how it should be because you can't have a Stephen A. Smith coming in trying to blasphemous. The way he fought today was blasphemous. Like, you can't say that. Like, these are fighters. These are g- men and women going into a cage and beating the shit out of each other. Like, you can't just. I mean, yeah, obviously one's going to be better than the other and some might have piss poor performances, but you got to know how to say that and you can't just yeah. blasphemous, blasphemous. Same way I feel about, about golf, dude, is when people come in and try and talk about golf. It's like you talk about that golf shot, but you have no idea what goes into that golf shot. Like when somebody goes for, I don't know, a triangle, like somebody like Stephen A. Smith has no idea what goes into that or any sort of counters or anything like that. Like, same idea with golf. It's like, how do you speak on something you just have no experience or no knowledge on? And I feel like the mainstream sports, the more major sports, MLB, NBA, um, NFL, are finally they're catching up on that. They're, they're yeah. starting to see, oh, like, this is actually, people tend to like this a lot more than that. And that's why you're starting to see even commentators now f- for football. Most of them now you're starting to see there's the color commentator, which is usually a guy with a good voice and that's been doing it for a long time. You got a Al Michaels or something. And then you have the other guys, typically somebody that's played the game, a former player. Yeah. And basketball too. MLB is a little slow on this. Just because slow. Just because baseball is baseball, you know, it's a very, uh, speaking of which, quick side note, uh, pitch clock, they approved 2023 pitch clock and, uh, no more defensive shift. So yeah, I saw that. Very interesting. Very interesting. But slowly but surely baseball will become interesting again. (laughs) Regular season baseball, regular season, playoff baseball is pretty good. Well, we'll we'll see. I mean, I feel I feel like at this rate, uh, give it, especially with hockey coming on ESPN Plus now, uh, this upcoming season. Shit, I wouldn't be surprised if a year or two, give it two or three years, hockey will overtake baseball in mm. popularity. In popularity, even gotta, with their sh- even with their shitty marketing. Yeah, I was gonna say they got to up their marketing. That's for sure. Hey, I mean, all you got to really do is get on ESPN, bro. I mean, look what happened. UFC got on ESPN. Look. Where that took them, it's really that's all true. you really. It's all you need to do is to get on get on ESPN. That's true. We need to get on ESPN. We changed that program. We changed that company. 
Bro, I would be like exiled after one episode, man. They would You'd not be exiled. <laughs> be a, and a, <laughs> they would Why have would to they exile you because, bro, my foul, my foul language. Uh, I already said, bro, it, this is another thing. I said the 30% thing. If you're on 30% of teams, you don't deserve to be on the field. I'm going to stand by that. If I ever meet a player that you know repeats that sentence to me, I apologize. <laughs> but <laughs> just shooting the shit. Uh, second thing is that I believe in, uh, sports should allow cursing in the commentary. 100%. I've said this before. Absolutely should allow it. I don't understand why sports and cursing are two separate things. It should be one. I want to hear Stephen A. drop an F-bomb. I feel like Al Michaels, every once in a while, should should sling in there a little bit of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like There should be cursing in sports. It's just a part of the game. I think you need to take that up with the, the FCC. The FCC. All right, I'll book yeah. my appointment today. Because they're the ones that, you know, uh, um, what's it called? They're the ones that... Uh, yeah, yeah, that. Then, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. that word. They, they, that word. That. Yeah. Thursday night football, though. Before we wrap up, you got to pick here. You got to pick. You're gonna fade. Am I saying oh, no, it right? I, 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 is that right? Well, I mean, that's only if the public is majority, uh, okay. majorly going one way. But I'll, I'll let you uh, teach me how to use that word correctly. Yeah. No, this is not a fade the public instance. Um, so. I put my bet on the Chargers because they were the underdogs, and I was like, y'all tripping. Did y'all not see that defense on Sunday? Keenan Allen's out. And next man up, bro. <laughs> next man up, man. Keenan, you think Keenan – okay, we act like Keenan Allen ain't kind of somewhat injury-prone. Like, you know, this ain't, this ain't, this ain't new, um, to say the least. But, yeah, bro, uh, that defense is – intense and so i expect chargers victory um Char- chiefs did look good in arizona but it is arizona i'm not i really wasn't expecting much out of arizona if you were then that's amazing huh they've got all the town in the world and you're saying that that's wild to me Ooh, arizona they've got all the town in the world where i mean Offensively, defense. Defensively, we're on defense. I mean, I'm not about to list off the roster. They pull got JJ Watt. Oh yeah, pull up the depth chart. Let me start listing off the players. I feel like the they're same? a good team. I feel like I feel like they are a team that deserves some credit. Like they're not a team that we say. Oh, you, like, well, did they even I, make the playoffs last year? Uh, no, they fell apart. Remember, they fell apart. Is, at the end it, of the year. Was last year when they went like five and zero, six and zero, and then yeah, they just kind of yeah. boom. Yeah, no, they fell off. Yeah. But oh, still, I, I just I'm just saying I'm surprised by how much coverage they get. The way you said that was like, oh, you know, they beat them, but it was just the the Cardinals. Like, you know what I mean? That that just comes across as something I'm just surprised by. I mean, considering the amount of coverage and popularity, and they I mean they've got good players. Or it's like they don't. They've got some players, got some dogs. This, is, this isn't the the Chiefs of a couple years ago. I mean. You just got to watch the way they play, and it was just piss poor. It was piss poor play. Um, I I didn't. That's why I'm not taking anything from that. (laughs) And now watch the way they play, Alex. And then uh, I didn't mean it like that. But um, if they were, if they run through the Chargers like that, they got Buda Baker. Buda Baker's good. That's who I thought was. Buda Baker's a good player. Got me there. Yeah. Oh, this is this is a mix. This is a mix of offense and defensive players. I'm about to start shouting out people that I don't know are on defense. (laughs) Yeah, but like he's gonna be like Zacherts. Zacherts. (laughs) Hell of a DN. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I I I guess I'm going against you though. I'm gonna take the Chiefs here, man. The Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes looked like he was on fucking fire last week. So it's kind of hard to bet against the Chiefs. I think in Patty Mahomes. You don't really know what you're going to get with the Chargers, but I know what I'm going to get when it comes to the Chiefs, dude. And that's five touchdowns from Patrick Mahomes and basically a flawless game and a bunch of shovel passes for touchdown. So You, you want to put 500 on it? 
They put 500 <laughs> on the Chiefs. You want to put Got to get, get that itch. itch get itch, that, itch, get that, that $500 itch. <laughs> I don't know um, the Chiefs roster or the Chargers roster that well to bet you 500 on it. Look, all I need is Austin Eckler to have three touchdowns. That's really all I need. Is that for fantasy or is that for your sanity? Fantasy. It's a both, 100% yeah. fantasy. Okay. I need three touchdowns from uh, Eckler, and now that Keenan Allen's out, you know, I think Eckler Eckler wants some some more touches. I had the biggest um, swing of emotions from uh, the course of Sunday morning to Monday evening. Uh, I was feeling on top of the world Sunday morning and Monday evening. I'm just my opinion is not I don't need this player to do that. I don't need this player to do that. I just need a new team, man, because I've got no confidence going into week two. I'm gonna put out there what I can. But we're gonna see what happens. If I if I collect a dub, I will be happy. I beat Orion week one in the two fans league. How about Ooh. them apples? Ooh. I beat Orion, so yeah. I beat Topher, but at the same but, time, you kind you have that feeling in in your chest where it's like, man, it's a free league, bro. Who gives a, who cares? I'm losing in the bro, money. League. I care. I care, bro. It's two fans league. I love the two fans league. I think I, mean, I do too, but I think it's one of the coolest if, things that we do is we have a fantasy league with listeners. I think it's so cool. If I can choose between winning in money league or winning in two fans league, I'm taking money league all day, every day. <laughs> I'd rather go well, own 15 in the uh, two fans league. You would rather go own 15 in the sports podcast league that yep. we host. Yep. What a great sport. Well, but, if you but, ever wondered if David has a gambling issue, this answers your question right here. <laughs> issue? I don't have an issue. What are you talking about? Issue? Bro, you're just nah. scratching your neck about 500 bucks. Now you're telling me you'd rather go 0-15 if it gave you a dub in the, in the money league. Well, like a championship dub, not like just one dub. Oh, yeah, sure. But, I mean, what, what do we win? Like 500 bucks? I mean, come on. Like, and... And I get to crown myself again as Look, the I, champ. There was there was a guy that we know, a good friend of ours, Eric, and he is in a league that the pot is thirteen thousand dollars. I at that moment would start to worry about everything. Like <laughs> I might develop some uh, incidental OCD, like start turning doorknobs a certain amount of times if a player does well. Austin Eckler scores three touchdowns. I took a shit at eleven fifty nine. I need to do that again. That's the kind of stuff I get into, but we're not playing for thirteen thousand dollars. We're playing. I mean, it's fifty bucks a piece. I'm just. I, I figure I'm throwing that thing in the fire, and I'll never see it again. It's fine. It's a good time. That's my entry fee. I I have pride too. I'm even. I'm tired of me. And you have pride. Assuming, you were have, in ninth place last year, and you have pride. I, I'm tired of Mia assuming that I suck at fantasy football and telling everybody, "Yeah, he plays fantasy football, but he sucks." And he loses all the time. I, no, I, I told Lizzie the other anymore. day. I told Lizzie the other day, and, and I was like, "Yeah, I lost." She's like, "Alex, are you really gonna be in last place again this year?" I was like, "Don't say that shit. Don't say it. Don't put it out talk into about, the world." Talk about a week one overreaction, <laughs> bro. Seriously, <laughs> overreaction, bro. Yeah. So I had to, I had to like pump the brakes on that. But yeah, I definitely am known also as as the last place man. So we're fixing that this year, though. Not starting off hot, but hopefully CD Lamb know. puts up more than three point nine points this week. But I don't have a lot of faith. Oh yeah, uh, you hit me up for any uh, waiver wire replacements that you need. Bro, I picked up uh, the Ravens receiver, the one that caught two touchdowns this past week. Bait, not Bateman, I, I, right? I don't even know. No, not Bateman. The other guy. I don't even know his name. Bro. I don't even know his name. He caught two <laughs> touchdowns, and Scott Hansen was like. Now you fantasy owners are going looking at the waiver wire. I was like, well, shit, if Scott said it, I'm going to the waiver wire right now. And I picked him up in both leagues. So I believe in Scott. I'm Like I said, I had a huge swing of emotion from Sunday morning to Monday evening. Monday evening, I was willing to trade for Matt Schaub if that was going to make my team better. Like It did not matter at that point. So we're making some drastic moves. Overreaction Monday, got to do it. Anyway. Love it. That's everything we got, right? Yeah, that's everything I got. I'm excited for, for week two, man. We're in football now, bro. We're in football. We're in fantasy. Like, got shit to talk about. It's so hard. Like, we're shitting on the mainstream media, but it's so hard. Like, the last month 
just coming up with content like to talk about like even life stuff because we want to talk about sports but there's just nothing so i'm so happy to have football back we have something yeah now this is the time period where i start doing some podcast over time because now we have we essentially have to do two episodes a week but you have seen we have to we have the privilege to do two episodes well not 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 like we have to as an oh you have to but like we have to because oh, there's yeah, so much to, yeah. going on. Like we can't miss a beat. And but the thing is, UFC never stops. And I gotta talk my UFC. So this is my 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 overtime months up until oh. till February, essentially. <laughs> Working some podcast overtime. Well, if if I paid you, I would pay you extra, but I don't pay you. Nobody pays you. So we do this for shits and gigs. Hey, hey, shits hey. and gigs only. A, I get paid. I get paid in laughter from hearing Caesar talk this mess, <laughs> talk his mess on the USC podcast. We didn't talk any of the injuries, but I think it's we'll we'll get to it eventually. I mean, the Dak Prescott injury, I think, is is fine, and we touched on it. But we're not. I don't think there's much to talk about when it comes to injuries. I'm not. I think not uh, big first, on speculating. I think first taken, undisputed, hit those. Yeah, hit those enough. You know, we don't need to reiterate their uh, their takes. Yeah, Dallas Cowboys are going to be worse without Dak Prescott. There you go. That's my take. <laughs> I just want to announce: um, Dallas Cowboys eliminated from from the playoffs. Just you know, just I love the memes IG page. How about them? <laughs> them boys, y'all still them boys? Saw that, and then they <laughs> started a new better. one for Russ. I think they're going to be better without Dak. Oh, I, I and that's like dead ass honest. All right, we'll talk about that. Send that in the group message right now. We'll talk about that on Monday on the Monday episode. I love you. Don't need to say you don't need to say that. Anyway. Send that in the group message for us to rem- for me to remember that. Oh, sure. I, I ain't forgetting. That. I ain't forgetting that. Remember this boy said the, the, the Cowboys are gonna be better without Dak. Hey, once they lose, who, who do they, they play? play this week? I'm looking. Uh. Uh, Bengals. Bengals. Oh, L. Yeah, fat L. I can't yeah, wait to see you on Monday. Giants, Commanders, and then well, Rams will be a hard one. They're winning two the at least. Giants, Commanders, and Ra- dude, the Giants just pulled off a victory against the Titans. Look so, at this. Hold up. Let's see if you can see that. Just check in to see if Broncos country still riding. <laughs> <laughs> It's the best one they started yet, and it's just Gino's face. This NFL, uh, NFL memes, one word underscore IG. I think it's one of the best you know meme pages out there. It's so funny. Anyway, let's get out of here. Two fans, you know where to find us at Slice Devils Pod, Slice Devils Podcast. We go, po- we post. We don't go live. We post an episode every single Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, be sure to tune in. Check our Twitter. Check our uh, Instagram, and uh, we will see you next time.